Hey everybody, I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. All right, everybody, welcome. I'm in the Songtown studio with Clay Mills, virtually. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And, and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to surprise Clay with a topic today. I think this is going to be a fun one to talk about, Clay. I'm excited about it. Okay, so, well, I can't wait to hear you know. And by the way, the re- I think the reason we do this surprise topics on each other is because we spend our careers co-writing and we show up in a writing room, somebody throws out an idea, and then you riff on it. That's what we do as songwriters. So yeah. we kind of follow that you know, into our podcast here. So he's going to throw out an idea and I'm going to try not to stumble over my words and come up with something that makes sense and will move people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We also like to um, just get the other person's gut reaction to the topic, you know, as opposed yeah. to giving them all night to think about a, an outline for what they want to talk about. So, and we do most things in our life by the seat of our pants, which oh yeah, that also supports this. Definitely. Idea. Um, so what I want to talk about today, Clay, is toxic traits of songwriters. Oh, I, I want to talk about things like attitudes and beliefs that don't serve a songwriter well. That that you so have you're, seen. You're you're not you're not talking about too much tequila drinking. Not at all. No. Oh, okay, I got you. Not at all. No, I mean, <laughs> and and I'll kick it off, and and then you can chime in, but. I, I think one of the things I've seen has been a killer to some people is arrogance. You know, I mean, people coming in, I don't know how many times I've seen somebody come into my publishing company and go, one guy literally threw a CD onto the um, desk of the receptionist and said, I got 10 songs here that are better than anything on the radio. And needless to say, he did not get a meeting. He did not get his songs listened to because he was an arrogant jerk, you know, and, yeah. and he, he was not the kind of person anybody wanted to help, you know, I mean, someone coming in like that, like, you know, just storming in and throwing their CD and making that kind of statement is going to get kicked out at best, you know? So, I mean, I, I think arrogance is something you just don't need, you know, the, 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 the biggest songwriters I know, but the Ashley Gorleys and, and, others I could name are humble people, you know, they're, they're grateful for their success and they're not going out there being arrogant to to people just because they have a track record even. So I think it's super important not to come across with that kind of attitude and to be humble and not to, not to be arrogant. Yeah. And you know, how many times have we seen arrogant people on the way up, people will work with them because they're on their way up. But as soon as they start stumbling in their career and they're on the way down, nobody wants to work with them because exactly. they were jerks. You know, yep. nobody wants to to put up with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so now you want me to think of a toxic thing. I would say one thing that, especially if in the pro world where you've got to co-write and work with other people, are people that come in to a writing session and they're not in tune with the room. They just have like blinders on. I want to do this and this and this. And I'll show you an example of what I mean. And this is not my normal MO. I'm a pretty go with the flow kind of person because I like to read the room. But I came in to write with a young artist and 
They had a record deal on Warner Brothers and I was excited to write with them. And I threw out this idea from something they said in the room um, about their morning and it triggered a title that I had, you know, on my computer and I, I launched into it. And I mean, it was one of the best ideas. I just knew it. I could see the whole song coming together. They were like, nah, I don't, I don't like it. Let's, I want to, I got this other thing I want to do. I literally text my song plugger and say, come into the room, the writing room. He, he was in an office down the hall. I said, please come into the writing room and say that I have an emergency and get me <laughs> out of this right. No, I did this. Um, I called a buddy who was down the street. He came over and we wrote the title that I had because I saw this was brilliant. Like it was, mm. I could see the way, the way it was going. And we wrote the song and we got it cut. Um, that writer, his career never took off. He never wrote a hit song. And, I, and I'm not saying this to bash, but I'm saying because looking back on it, we all know as pro writers, when someone in the room is really excited and is hot and is on a roll, you don't stop that. Yeah. You let you give somebody rope. Some days you're on the roll. Some days your co-writer's on the roll. You have to read the energy in the room and go, okay, this person's on a roll here. We got to go with this. And me as a writer, I mean, my career depended on a good song. I was not going to sit there and throw away an idea that I saw in my head finished already and knew that it was going to be something that somebody would want to cut. Yeah. I was not going to ruin that day by, by letting this person throw up a roadblock to success in a way. Yeah. So you I don't know if I've you, ever, I've never told that story and I don't feel great about it, you know, because I don't, <laughs> but man, I mean, you've got to respect that energy in the room. Yeah. Yeah, having blinders on to what's happening in the room can be a real toxic trait for people. You know, it just yeah. you you you've got to you've got to pay attention to what's going to benefit everybody in the room too, not just what you're wanting to do today or you know your your particular mission. Um, you know, I've got another one. I, I think stubbornness is a, is a toxic trait for songwriters because. I don't know how many times I've seen people fight for something that everybody in the room is telling them that's not working and they're just arguing for it. You know, no, it's a great line. It's a great line. You know, that kind of thing. I, and one time it re reminds me of years ago, my first publisher was a hall of fame songwriter and he was such a kind person. He would take time for anybody that came in off the street. So this guy came in and said, Hey, I've got this song. I, I think it's awesome. Would you listen to it? And, he listened to it, even though the guy was a little bit arrogant. And he told him, hey, I think your first verse and your chorus are killer, but if you you, you would need to take this second verse in a different direction or nobody's going to cut it. And this guy goes, well, everybody likes it back home, you know, and, and he just won't listen. And, right. you know, so finally my publisher said, well, I would just go back home and play it for everybody if they love it because <laughs> it's not going to work in, in Nashville, you know. Right. And And – so I think just that stubbornness of, and, and that can come out in several ways. It can come out in an unwillingness to learn. It can come out in an unwillingness to listen to feedback. Um, you know, when, when someone's giving you feedback, they're taking time out of their life to try to help you. 
and to argue with them, whether or not you think they're right, you know, just, but to argue with them is pointless. You know, they're, they're trying to be helpful. And so I think just making sure that you're not being stubborn and that you're really open to learning and, you know, that you, because none of us have all this figured out, you know, there, there's times clay will give feedback on a song I wrote with one of our writers and I go, Oh man, I didn't think about that. You're right. You know, that kind of thing. So we've, we've got to always um, be open and willing to learn. Absolutely. That openness. And I was thinking about your story. It might sound harsh when your publisher said, well, take it back home and let everybody love it. That the reason he gave that harsh response was because the person gave him a harsh response and it's kind of like a chain reaction. So then nobody is open, you know, where if that writer had gone, Hmm, I haven't thought of that. Let me, let me consider that. And it would have diffused the whole situation. He would have been grateful. Maybe your publisher goes, you know, this person has some potential. Maybe I can help him get better. Or, you know, you just don't know what can come of any situation when you have the right attitude. Yeah. You know, one, one other one I want to throw out too is, is kind of being a know-it-all is, you know, we, we've both written with people that just kind of, you know, thought they knew more than anybody else in the room. You know, I, I had um, a guy one time basically tell me, shut up and follow me to the bank, you know, he didn't say <laughs> it quite that way, but he was like, dude, you don't want to say that, you know, just right. basically just, just listen, here's what we want to do, you know? And, and, that kind of know-it-all attitude is just not going to, you know, I never wrote with him again, even though he was a big hit writer because it's life's too short for that, you know, and, right. and you can, well, that, did, that attitude, you know, he was a big hit writer, but like I said, eventually things come back down. I know that, you know, that person was famous for that phrase. I know a famous artist that told me because of that reason, he would never write with this person. So we're, you know, the music business is a small business. If you think you know it all and you're difficult to work with, you're just going to close doors, you know, and it doesn't matter if you are a hit writer or if you're just starting out. Um, Confidence is not knowing it all. You know, and right. so I think there's a there's a big difference in being confident and being a know it all. Absolutely. Hey, let's talk about Sweetwater, my favorite gear place. In fact, this morning I am waiting on a piece of gear, a direct box from Whoa. Sweetwater, so I can plug in my turntable to my power amp. <clears throat> and those guys, I mean, every time I have a question, they answer it the best you know, service that you're going to find with, with any company. I've got my own guy. Every time I buy something, he calls me, leaves me a message. He follows up and, you know, you just don't get that anywhere. So thank you, Sweetwater. Absolutely. And if you ever get a chance to go to gear fest, which is the yearly big sale that they have, it's unbelievable. It'll it'll blow your mind. Check out the show notes below. We have uh, songwriting books, on melody, on lyrics, on co-writing. And co-writing, you know, I'm often surprised we sell a ton of books on melody and lyric writing on Amazon. I mean, off the chart. The co-writing book, it's the only co-writing book for songwriters in existence written by 
um, pro songwriters. I've never even seen a book on co-writing on Amazon other than that book. And to me, it's one of the biggest things you can do for yourself as a songwriter. If you're wanting to have a career or if you're just wanting to have someone cut your song and and put it out or if you just want to have fun writing with your buddies you know it to me the co-writing is probably one of the biggest things you need to master but it's kind of like love you know everyone wants to fall in love but nobody wants to study love but uh, do yourself a favor check out this book because it is really the key to opening doors in the music business is co-writing and i think you'll enjoy it yeah, I, I was telling people yesterday in our clubhouse room that, you know, every every new person you write with is a new business partner. And the more business partners you have out there working your music, the greater your chances of success, you know. So co-writing is just a huge, huge factor. For both, both of us have succeeded because we've co-written. You know, I, I don't think either of us have had a hit that we wrote by ourselves. So we're huge fans of co-writing. Awesome. We'll see you next time. Yep. See you next Tuesday. Cheers.